0: Welcome to the club, cause you're that kind of nerd. Hello and welcome to the club. This is That Kind of Nerd, a show where we talk about the nerdy things we're passionate about and judge each other on what we bring to the table. And oh, I will be such a harsh judge. <laughs> I am your judge and your host this week. You can call me Dr. X. I am joined by my friends, Rocky Road and Paddington Bear. What up? I'll let you two decide who's who. Hello there. <laughs> uh and, oh, for real uh i am brian thornton i'm joined by josh burns and cj mellon um and today i'm hoping we have a uh good crop of topics to discuss uh as like i said before i shall judge harshly so <laughs> good. That just for the record that-
1: josh is Paddington some bear because he's soft cuddly and adorable that's me that- he is adorable. In fact, he is still uh, Little Bear on my phone, I believe.
0: <laughs> one of you is Little Bear, and one of you is Angry Bear, if I recall correctly. Um, all right. So, this, that being said, uh, each of us have brought a topic to the table to discuss uh, in the nerdy world, something maybe we've experienced this week or saw on the news. Uh, and let's just dive right in. Do we want to... Uh, let CJ go first today because uh, he was host last week. Or Josh, do you uh, want to just go ahead and, and take the right to go first again? I mean,
2: I'm I'm ready to go. If CJ's ready to go. We fine. I don't care. Flip for it. Fucking, we can Rochambeau. Whatever.
0: Okay. Um. Or you call it? Uh, yeah, you're the host, man. You got to figure it out. Go first. Answer me these questions. Three. No. Um. Let's let's have CJ go first. Uh. Because. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he's he he he's been chomping at the bit to talk about his topic today. CJ, what do you have for us today?
1: I, I have been uh, tinkering around with the, the That Kind Nerd website, com, And uh, part of it was I wanted to include uh, a, a little bit of an intro section to people to get to know the show. They've never listened to it. Uh, and it included a couple episodes, but one of them was a clip from episode 142 called Getting to Know Us Better, in which we talked about our five favorite movies – and our five favorite albums, right, which are the episode clip is available on the website. You can even listen to the albums uh, that we have on there. But it reminded me of something, which is uh, while Josh is really into music, I know Brian necessarily not a whole, a whole lot. We're all into movies. But there's one other thing that I think unites us as, as a nerd culture and as a, as a trio here. And that is our love for, for video games that put us into a nerdum. So if we've got the video – if we got the, the album that made you, if we've got the movies that made you, I'm kind of curious about what is the video game that had the biggest impact on your nerdy life? So I'm going to stop you right
0: there and uh, give you two points for referencing an old episode of Takan. Uh, <laughs> an extra point for referencing the episode of the five movies, which is what me and my wife bonded over while we were dating. So Wow. If you recall correctly, "Grow Old with You" from The Wedding Singer was the uh, song she walked down the aisle in, and uh, we bonded over that film because it was one of my top five.
1: So, yes, it CJ is.
0: pulling out ahead, go ahead. Uh, um, favorite video games that made us is that is that yeah, the like well, the,
1: the video game that had the biggest impact uh, on you. <laughs> one one game. No, is it uh, one we, or multiple? We can, multiple? Do, we can okay. do multiple, but but just but if all you have is one, that that's fine. All
0: right, all right. Um, hmm. Josh, are you just digging right into Pong, or or what's uh <laughs> what's your story? I guess I
2: guess it's I look at it uh, in a couple different ways, right? So uh, if it's about kind of when I think about video games that made me, right, that was you know as a as a kid, it was all about like uh, you know the Mario Brothers games and and Tecmo Bowl, but like um, the game that I probably spent the most time on and and played um kind of collaboratively with friends was um the first few Gran Turismo games. Um but we, I mean we would we would stay up all night um getting the licenses, getting gold on all the licenses so we can get the you know the special cars and um you know at one point in my apartment we we you know me and, and two buddies we, we ran the twenty four hour marathon um uh, rally. I mean it we, we played Gran Turismo for days and days and days and days um and you know it's just like it's it's one of those things that I'll, you know I'll never I'll never forget the the running the running the super license tests over and over and over and over until we you know we got every every turn right every every line right every braking section right all that stuff um you know trying to like trying to like catch naps um we had to make up like a schedule for naps and eating when, when we were running the marathon race. You know what I mean? Because you got to plan that out. You can't just willy-nilly a 24-hour race. That's kind of crazy. So like that's – if I'm thinking about it, um, when I was very young, it was it was um, the Mario Brothers games and Tecmo Bowl. And then later it became about Gran Turismo and, and the most fun I've ever had playing any game uh, was Tony Hawk 3. As a
0: person who has challenged me in the past, I'm surprised you have not mentioned Mortal Kombat 2 yet.
2: It's not it's just not like it's it's fun, but like right you know, I mean, my opponents can only throw so many controllers.
1: <laughs> I can only dominate so hard. Uh,
0: That's right. Yes. Um <clears throat> so 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 really it's all, it's all about the Grand Turismo for you the, the original for PlayStation, right? I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, and it was it was really all about the bonding. I mean, it wasn't even you know, that the game was so amazing. It was, and it was it was groundbreaking for for when it was and what it was, but like it was just me and two buddies. Um, and you know, it'd be like after work on the weekends, and you know, we'd be up until five, six AM playing the game, sleep for a few hours, go to work, you know, come, you know, meet meet back at at, at my parents' house. I'm still living in my parents' house. I was like eight eighteen. And uh you know, we'd stop at Blockbuster and and get a couple uh, of uh, like UFC VHS tapes and um, grab some food and and you know, go to town. You know what I mean? We we watch the fights and play the games and that that'd be it. I mean, as I it, it, games have always been that for me though. Like more fun in um playing with someone then exploring the game beating a game I don't care about beating a game I'll beat a game it's whatever but like the games that I've always enjoyed the most were games where we were working towards a goal together so um again Gran Turismo uh, I think of the same thing with like um the EA Sports Fight Night games Tony Hawk games like that kind of stuff it's always it was always me and a buddy or two um taking turns at the at, at the control so to speak so that we could you know Achieve a goal, beat the game, set a score—you know, win fights
0: online, whatever it was. Yeah, and you mentioned something interesting there, Josh. Like, I—I I think out of the three of us, I—I'm I, the most avid gamer out of the three of us. Um, so I, you—you <laughs> you asked that question. I really quick wrote down like a list of seven games. Yep. All right, uh, but yeah, Josh, you mentioned something something interesting about it being tied to to. The memories right and like that's right even though i'm probably the most avid gamer among the three of us and i wrote down like seven games the moment cj even mentioned the topic um the games i wrote down are not if you were to if this were, was a different word worded question is like what are your favorite games right yes. i don't know it would be if it would be the same list right right i think some of these would be on there but probably not the same when we're talking about like the games that made us right like you know, and and I have them kind of broken up by like era, like young Brian, elementary school Brian. <laughs> yeah, played Zelda all the time. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. I never beat Zelda until I was a teenager, but I still enjoyed the hell out of it. And I it was, still
2: run it once a year. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yep. and, and and it would be me and my brother, right, and us trying to find the next dungeon because. You had that giant map that the from that came Nintendo Power. In Nintendo Power. You were trying yeah. so hard to utilize that and and not like, oh my god, I went from dungeon one to dungeon six and now I'm screwed and I don't have that particular item. I don't have the boomerang to get through this room. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, gives me agita to this day. But I yep. I still love that game. I'll still play that game. The two from young Brian's life that really sticks out to me is uh, technically both arcade games, but one of them was on the NES, and it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and X-Men the arcade game, especially the X-Men arcade game. I don't know if you guys remember this arcade machine. Yeah. Um, It was based off of a pilot that never became a series, but my brother and I loved that pilot of the cartoon. It was called Pride of the X-Men, um, and it was literally like, a couple of years before the X-Men cartoon that we all know and love did this pilot and then they did a game around it and you had Nightcrawler, Dazzler, Colossus, Wolverine and Cyclops and you could you could get one of those giant machines and it could be like you could fill it up with all six people right um and it was just those side scroller beat em ups that you know you just kind of turn your brain off and you just play yep. and i love that game so much and i love that style of games and um, I remember vividly, my brother and I, every time we would see it in the arcade, it was in the dollar theater for a while, just begging our, our parents for money to play it. Never beating it because we never had enough money until we went to uh, one of those like kids' castle things where all the arcade games were free. Yeah. And we spent all night on that thing because we were finally going to beat it because we didn't have to pay money I, for it.
1: I'm trying to remember too, and, and I it, it's either... Uh, that X Men game or uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? We played that at your bachelor party with your brother, and your brother was just pumping quarters into anyone who would stand at the cabinet, being like, "I don't care if you died. Here you go. Keep going. Let's go. We're almost at the end. Just keep yeah, moving." My, with it. my brother, the first thing he said to me at
0: our bachelor party we went to we went to the barcade for the ba- our bachelor party my bachelor party which was great because uh, you get to drink and play video games. It's like the best. thing <laughs> That's in why the I world. can't remember which game we played. Um, <laughs> the first thing he said to me was we're playing x-men we're playing the ninja, ninja turtles those are the two games that we're going to play we're going to beat them tonight and yeah we just pumped pumped those machines full of coins until we got to the end and that was a lot of fun too and, and this uh, just kind of going back around like those were games that i loved growing up um teenage years it was all about playstation for me and it was uh final fantasy 7 which is one of my favorite games to this day um, But it was the first like really intensive RPG game that I ever played that I actually like got tied to the story and got emotional when things happened and my brother and I were playing it. And I remember the first time we popped it in because we played it for like three hours and then realized we didn't have a memory card because we had just had, got, got this PlayStation. <laughs> oh. I didn't know you needed oh, a memory no. card, because our last system was a Genesis. You didn't, right, like, that's didn't brutal. Yeah, yeah. So we had to leave it on overnight, and then we <laughs> ran to the Blockbuster and picked up a memory card the next day. Um, also, in that same time frame, uh, Tekken 2 was a, a big part of my life. Great game. Uh, great game. And um, a big memory tied to that is that I just remember... Uh, I had a, a really bad day at school. Bullies were uh, not not being kind that day. Uh, and I remember my father, who's probably listening to this right now. He probably, I don't know if he remembers this. He stayed up with me all night and played Tekken with me. Um, he was not very good. He would just spam the one move over and over again. <sighs> he picked the Bruce Lee character. Right. He spammed his fan kick. And because he was just doing that move, I, I could never counter. He was always winning. Um, and he, to this day, will say he's like the best at this game. Uh, Dad, you're not. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but he stayed up all night with me and played that game and then went to work the next morning. And that always that always was a, a big memory for me. That's uh, awesome. And then finally, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, Which is where I acquired all of my Super Smash Brothers skills, um, played it a lot in college. In fact, that is the game that got me my core group of friends in college. Because um, we would, in between classes, be in the, the common cafeteria study room, and um, we would just be playing Super Smash and just passing controllers back and forth for hours in between classes instead of doing probably what we were supposed to be doing which was studying um (laughs) and i've actually i actually skipped classes (laughs) for for super smash brothers gameplay um and that was always a a a fun memory for me but then you know i acquired all these skills and now no one will play with me so that's that's a cross i have to bear When you started talking, I thought I would have a different list, and then you actually posed the question, and this is the list that I got. I probably could, like, give me a couple more minutes, I could probably think of more, but those are the things that stick out to me. Uh, So I would say, I mean, those are probably the games that quote-unquote made me.
1: Yeah, It's funny the way that you just kind of broke it down, though, where you're like, early childhood, Brian, teenage, and, you know, like, adult, and... um. Uh, it, it got me to thinking, too, and then and looking, thinking about this question, uh, there were some obvious ones. So uh, first one is just to Josh's point, a yearly run of the Ocarina of Time. Right. That is my Zelda game that I, I annually run. It's on the switch right now. And, and the reason behind that was not so much because it's a great game, because it is. Uh, but it was the game that I could play by myself and no one would bother me. Uh, I have three brothers, right? So when we Jeez, played so, so five on. in
2: 1993, Jesus.
0: So hang on, <laughs> let me just get this straight. Josh and I have memories with friends and other people in yep. our lives. Your first game is leave me the fuck alone. Fuck alone. I don't want anybody <laughs> near <Yes>. me.
1: <laughs> Screw all of you. This is my game. I can't tell you with with the brothers that I had, right? When you played a video game, it it was like um, you know, when you open up a dog treat. A bag, and your dog is like, whoa, 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 who's got treats? As soon as you heard uh, a, a game console turn on, it was, well, let's play something together, right? So getting to do the Ocarina of Time by myself, getting to solve puzzles by myself, getting to use the first-person controller, ooh, all right, I got to use the blue controller, uh, not the one that came from, uh, like, what would be the modern equivalent now of AliExpress Kmart. Uh, you know, you, you got to use the good controller. And uh, it, it taught me problem solving. It taught me patience. It also taught me, hey, I get pretty angry when I get frustrated. Right. So it was one of those games that that kept me cool, calm and collected. And it was mine. I got to enjoy it. It was, it was my game. Right. Uh, then it was Halo 2. Right. In high school, Halo 2 was the game. We had LAN parties. I remember hanging out with my buddy Dan going to his house relentlessly and playing uh, uh land connections of of Halo 2 maps and playing with the plasma swords the whole 9 yards. That game got me through the high school. Um and then it would have been The Elder Scrolls Saga as the rest of it, right? I would have tracked my life my 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 life through The Elder Scrolls Saga with the exception of the fact that Skyrim hasn't been has been the only thing for 10 years, so I can't track my life anymore. On oh, Elder Scrolls, no. so it's well, the Spider-Man. Life
0: through the many re-releases, didn't VR <laughs> come out recently? Yes, but what it is, Brian? I want
1: to take away points from you because of well, Skyrim. I'm just going to well, say no, that. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. What it, what I do track my life through now, what I do look back and and I look at my the way that video games impacted my life. It's the Spider-Man games. So it was Maximum Carnage on the Sega Genesis. Right, It was the N64 Spider-Man game, which was awesome and introduced me to a lot of alternate suits and other like personifications of, of Spider-Man. And then you had the movies, and that was all the way from N64, GameCube, all the way through now to Xbox, to and now the PS5 with the Insomniac versions of these games. I mean, Spider-Man is the game that I could just spend all the time web-swinging, getting zen, just... Having a blast, Sam. Uh, uh, Listen to, to Bruce Campbell narrating like four of those five games. Um, it is the the touchstone that when I want to start playing a video game, if I haven't played in too long, I can always grab a Spider Man game. Feel like I'm, I'm I'm back in whatever age I want to be in because there was always a touch point for me to reference. So the spider-man games are, are definitely the thing of which I chronicle my life through when it comes to video games mm. as a man who is currently wearing,
0: wearing venom socks uh, I <laughs> award you four points because uh, apparently you know how to suck up to your judge uh, I, I
2: have to I have to say before you award any points um, I, I do I do want to say that uh, because last week was our first week back I, I wanted to give er, uh, you guys a break and not correct all your grammar problems but i can't i gotta <laughs> cj uh saying that you relentlessly went to someone's house uh
1: is, <laughs> yes not that's not okay no uh, grammatical sense like, whatsoever
2: relentless is a, like oppressively constant Co- correct were you oppressively going to his house well, i
1: mean we have to ask dan i don't know if i was ever really invited <laughs> I'm just, or if i, I just, just showed I'm up put
0: it out there like <laughs> uh, you know I'm, I'm i gave you a week off josh uh, josh yeah. you don't need to apologize And two points for correcting CJ's (laughs) grammar. Four points to Josh for eliciting uh, the route that I took for my favorite my games that shaped us uh, via. Minus two for
2: CJ saying that Brian came up with it when it. I was like, I just said that.
0: (laughs) Um, for for uh, linking that to to core memories. So thank you for for that, Josh. Um and uh. I think, I I think that's, that's, I mean, does anybody else have anything to add on this topic? I think we've, uh, do you have a good enough list, CJ? Do you want to, like, type that up on the
1: site? No, uh, we can definitely put that on the site. And more importantly, I want to, I want to hear from, from the listeners, what were the games that, that shaped them, right? The games that made you, I'm curious to see that list, because I know we've got some eclectic, uh, uh, gamers out there as well as we have different generation gaps listening so some people are gonna be like yeah I started with the ps3 i'm like no i can't do with this so uh, uh we have I know
0: people who started with the ps3 listening we, to this we, show
1: we do have people who started with the ps3
0: your children show. not with not, not my children nope okay nope nor josh's children nor josh's children. they don't count correct uh and they
2: didn't start with the ps3 <laughs> i
0: was about to say start with what ps2 probably
2: No, they started with an NES. Super NES.
0: There you go. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, All right. Well, CJ, thank you very much for that topic. I've already awarded the points, uh, so I'm not going to award any bonus points because you brought a topic because that's the concept of the show. Um, (laughs) But uh, with that, so we can uh, turn it over to Joshua. What have have you brought to Z-Table, as they say? Uh, Well...
2: (sighs) I figured I'd I'd get uh, a a, maybe a more uh, thought provoking topic than let's talk about
0: cryptocurrency. Let's do it, Josh. Just lean right into Um, it. Josh, plus one point for acknowledging your shortcomings last week. Continue with the (laughs) uh,
2: with the 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 passing of Philip Baker Hall um, last week. I started thinking about. Um, you know, kind of my favorite character actors and, and he, you know, Philip Baker Hall, not one of my favorite character actors was, uh, was, you know, did play Senator Hunt in, uh, in, in the West wing and, uh, had some other roles that, that were memorable for me, but not, um, doesn't make my list. And I, I have, I have now kind of made, uh, my own list and it's, you know, way too long as you could imagine. Um. But I thought maybe um we could each give, let's say five ish um favorite character actors, and I uh, you know I, I like like you know, anything else. I know that we we all know what a character actor is, um but it just to qualify, right? We are talking about a supporting actor these are these are people who you would not consider a leading person, man or woman. Um, And there, there are, there are some women that, that um, character actors that I feel very strongly about. However, um, I feel much more strongly about the men that made this list. So I'm going to have to go with five of these. I have, I, I mean, it's probably 20 dudes deep. Um, Probably, probably one woman will make the list, but this is uh, I. I have what I have, um, and we can Brian in, in whatever order um, you like. We can, you know, whether we go kind of round robin or
0: yeah. I, th- I think I think maybe you know we we each give one, uh, and then maybe discuss would probably be a good I- idea. Uh, unless CJ, are there objections? Uh, no, I, I don't we- care if there are objections. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so. Josh, I mean, it's your topic. Would you like to start?
2: Yeah, I'll start. Um, and I'm going to skip the first name on the list because one of you two is going to say it so I can uh, bank that. Um, uh, Walton Goggins uh, is uh, is right up there for me. I, I can't I can't recall uh, a role uh, where I've seen him where I didn't love him um, in, in the role. You know, whether he was, um, you know, good guy or bad guy, it doesn't matter. Um Anytime I see him, sign me up. I'm gonna watch it. Uh he's always fantastic. And uh I thought um uh, kinda in in a in a in a really surprising way stole the show from me in uh The Hateful Eight. He was really good in a Tarantino flick, uh, which I, I, I wasn't expecting.
0: I, I do want to make sure that you know uh Walton Gogg would be on my list as well. Solid. Uh so plus one point for agreeing with me. And uh <laughs> I think I th- I got introduced to Walton Goggins through The Shield and yeah he is I know that's a chickless show and it's like it's you know very much about him but he like carries that show a yeah, couple yeah. times a t- couple times for me um and so you know whenever I see he's one of those characters whenever I see him I'm like oh even if this movie sucks I'm going to like him you right, know yeah. like and I, I think when you're a character actor, the, w- the way character actors are, uh, that's the feeling that they invoke, right? Whenever I see this person, at least I know I'm going to get a certain level out of that person.
2: Yeah, or you know you're going to get a certain quirk or a certain look or a certain something, right? They, they. I think that's the thing about great character actors is that no matter what the role is, they're going to bring their certain something to that role. Right.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, Walton Goggins uh,
1: absolutely on my list as well. Um, so s- my uh, my go to character actor right used to be Sam Rockwell because he was always that guy. But then of yep. course he he got an Oscar, he's won the acclaim, he's no longer that guy anymore. He is he's a, still a character. actor. He's still a character actor.
0: Yeah, characterize him as a character actor, and so you know he is he a- was
1: he was my favorite go to because no one really knew him, but now he he's got it. So Frank Whaley. And I really hope I'm pronouncing it the last ah, time. Ah, yeah, yeah. Is Frank my Whaley. My favorite character actor right now. And as a matter of fact, I annually tweet out, We need to appreciate this man more. Right? Because he's been in a lot of things. He's always you, spectacular. You, you know
0: when I th- what I think of when I think of Frank Whaley? Broken arrow. Yes. No, you don't. I love Broken Arrow. That is one of my favorite. You think about films. Bro- not,
2: not, Every not. Do that, they speak English in what you don't I, think of listen, Pulp Fiction? I, he,
0: I, I you know, I, he was great in Pulp Fiction, but I didn't see Pulp Fiction until well into my twenties. Um, but I saw Broken Arrow. I had that shit on VHS. I used to watch that all the time. It was one of my favorite action movies for a very long time, and he's he's great in it. He's wonderful. I I I I loved uh, his performance, and I love that movie unabashedly. I don't care. Judge me.
2: I mean, what a great – and he, really, I think it's the scumbag roles that he plays that I'm like, this is excellent, right? Like uh, Luke Cage, right? He played the detective in Luke Cage. He was just oh, – what a scumbag. He was in Sneaky Pete. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's been in a lot of things, right? Um,
1: but yeah, I – I, I, I like him very much. And, it's and good. He he plays the role of usually someone who is a little bit like mentally unbalanced and yeah. sometimes teeters on to, oh, my God, I feel so bad for that guy or that guy is fucking unhinged. The, that's why I love him. The episode
2: of House he was in where yes. he
1: was the, the mirror – Patient, Ooh, right? Yeah. Yes. He's yes. Just, like, where he
2: just reflected the strongest personality in the room.
1: And again, <laughs> it great. what fucking talent to do yeah. that. Because he's yep. gotta do that for every person he ran into. And he did it so well. So Frank Whaley is top of my list, honestly. That's, That's a really CJ, good call. Plus
0: one point for allowing me to talk about Broken Arrow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I, I got I, I started feverishly googling it and, and just, you know, who's considered a character actor, right? Um, because you know, I, I wanna make sure that and I started feverishly writing down names and just confirming with this list. Okay, is this is this a person? And I was so happy to see on multiple lists, so you cannot fight me on this. Um JK Simmons is an amazing character he's, actor. He's
2: the name I left off oh, because okay. I knew you knew I'd you say it. Was it. Yeah, he was my next yeah, pick. He was my next pick. Yeah, well, <laughs> Brian, I'll I'll you go and then I'll I start mean, fawning all over
0: him. Do I need to say more than J. Jones Jameson, right? Like and, and yeah, I know Whiplash, and I know That's that's where I would, This is the thing though. Like he's another guy. Like he is always great. Um he elevates everything he's in. And I think when you go in and and I'm and I'll let you two talk about Whiplash because I don't have as much of a tie to it as you two do. No, it's um, great,
2: but that's not what I'm going to talk about at all. Well, I'll
0: let CJ talk about Whiplash because I know how he feels about that movie. But when I when I think um, J. Jonah Jameson, I think J.K. Simmons. He yes. He codified that role. He made it so that no one can fill his shoes to the point where they don't even bother trying. They're like, why? why should we even try? they didn't even have the character in two film or in four films and then when they did bring the character back they said we got to give it back to jk uh that's how good he is and everything he does he is amazing in so uh josh what movie did you do you think about when you think jk simmons
2: um i think about oz first um and then um honestly i loved him in the accountant uh, I thought he was yeah, really great just in general, it's um, an underrated film. Right, but then, you know, you, you can't like you can't discount he is one of the absolute great um animated voiceovers. Yes. Of, yes. of of our uh generation. Phineas and Ferb to start, but <laughs> um you know, I mean, he Kung Kung Fu Panda um, he did yellow M M&M. M. He's the voice of the yellow. He M&M. is the voice of the yellow. and M&M. like, listen, the Simpsons American dad, right? He, he did. Um, <clears throat> there was something else, something else, something invincible. else. invincible like Jack horseman. Oh, invincible. invincible. Thank you. you. That's what
1: I was thinking. Yes. Omni man. Like, but like,
2: here's a guy that's, that's been on, I mean, years of law and order, right? He's just, he's just kind of done everything. Um, 222 credits to his name. And when I see him in the cast list, I think this is going to be good.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Even if the movie sucks, he's going <laughs> right. to be good. It's well, like that's the, top- the funny
0: thing. Uh, Being the Ricardo's came out and a lot of people did not care for that film, but everybody's critique is JK. Simmons is great. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: yeah he, you see, he was uh, commissioner
0: Gordon in in the injustice. In he, right, he was a good commish. Great, good Commissioner Gordon. Yep. Wish, wish uh, he was in a better film, but you know, I, I,
1: I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I still have a list of things. So this is really tough to narrow it down. But I, I'm going to go for the next one is uh, Margot Martindale. Uh, mm.
2: Laura said, "That's exactly what Laura said." Really? Now, the problem is, I have too many from from The West Wing on here.
1: <laughs> right? Because I mean, and The West so Wing just, is
2: full of that. Right? Well, so, so I just eliminated them all.
1: The I'm Sorkin not players any can any do. I, but I, I, again, anytime she's she's in there, she's either uh, the the down to earth person who's going to guide you through it, or the woman who's going to destroy your life, but she's going to do it with a smile. Right? And she's 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 taking you down any rabbit hole that she can. And and her and Sneaky Pete. Is is the most recent thing that I've been watching with her, and she is just, just uh, amazing to watch because like, no, you, you can buried, see her. You a lot.
2: buried the lead with her. You no, really what, did.
1: What is well? That's just the last one I watched. What What is the best performance of for, for Margaret Martindale for you? It has
2: to be um, either Instant Family or instant Justified.
0: Yes, we know you hated Instant Family.
2: <laughs> but look, she was look as. Injustified as Mags Bennett, she was spectacular, right? She's just connected to all these other... And I'm like, I love her. She's amazing. And there's just... I I, I, I kind of dismissed her because there's too... I have too many big screen names to go with any
0: of the small screen names. She'd be up there. We could probably talk about this all day. So I, I want to rapid fire a couple people. Um, yep. And... and- I'll
1: let you guys rapid fire a couple people, too, and then we can kind of move on. Josh, do you mind if I go first? Because I know you'll have the better people than me. Okay. <laughs> oh
0: <my laughs> you know what, God. CJ? You get plus one point for recognizing that I'm
1: better than you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I got Stephen Root. Not only Office Space, but Boardwalk Empire. Everything he ever shows up in. King of the Hill. He's amazing. Colin uh, Brothers. Uh, yep. Uh, Tom Wilkinson. Uh, I mean, not only is the man in everything, he's a goddamn chameleon. He can do whatever he wants to, to do. Love him or hate him. Weird roles or weird roles. Luis uh, Guzman is always hilarious. They mention him in community. He shows up. He embraces the bit. Uh, I think he's fantastic. Uh, and then CCH Pounder, because you mentioned the shield, uh, she is fantastic in anything that she ever puts her mind to. And then I'm done. She was really good in the shield. Um, all right. So let me just uh, I'll rapid fire and then we'll end with Josh since it is
0: Josh's topic. Um when I think like when I think character actors, I also think of those actors who are like, oh hey, that guy. He was in that movie, right? Yep, yes. And yep, when yep. I think of that guy, I think of James Cromwell. Um you'll know him best as Babe, uh the 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 farmer in Babe saying that'll do pig. He's in everything. He's in Star Trek. He's in iRobot. Always great in everything that he's in. Uh and, and he's always one of those, oh yeah, that guy, that guy is yep. great. Um yep. I have Kristen. Also, Chen- West Wing. Also, West Wing. I have Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> yeah, he's the real. He's list. the real gangly
2: dude, right? Yes. He was yes. uh, Minority Report. Yeah. Yes. yes.
0: yes. Uh, I have Kristen Chenoweth on my list. Uh, I think anything that she's in, mm, she's, she's a great. delight. Uh, she she sticks with musical. She sticks with comedy. She knows what she's good at, and she's great at it. Same thing with Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is one of those people who has a lane. She sticks to it, but she's always good in everything that she's in. Um, Oliver Platt is a joy in everything and ever he was great in Lake Placid and that's because it's Lake Placid and he's great in it um so that's my rapid fire list I also had Steven Root and Tom Wilkinson CJ so congratulations you you overlapped with me
1: Josh just you and I have to agree there were so many West Wieners in that the quick fire thing (laughs) is is that I have I do
2: I do have um uh Steven Root and Tom Wilkinson and Oliver Platt yep. on my list. Um, but I'm going to go and Sam Rockwell. Uh, so I don't have to say any of those, which is nice. Uh Mark Strong, always great, always fucking fantastic. And I gotta tell you, like, um, when he's singing at the end, at the end of the movie, I'm like, I'm gonna get Teary at the end of Kingsman. It doesn't make sense. Uh James Spader. Um mm. just great, mm. all the Ultron. time great. Yes. Um. Yeah, Ultron yeah
1: he's just he's um, just cigar smoke voice by now he's just got that really cool he's great and, um, I, I love Stargate too
2: yeah and because it's my topic I'm firing off three more um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what plus uh, one for your gumption there you go
2: yeah Willem Dafoe I don't really have to say any more than Willem Dafoe everybody knows um, Joey Pants I love Joey Pants put him in whatever but like I mean uh, he's he's funny he's dramatic he can be violent he can be deranged uh joe pantoliano is is spectacular and um i hate having to pick between these two william h macy mm. um over steve buscemi
1: oh <laughs> macy, steve was on my list
2: too um william h macy i i'm like it it doesn't whether he's uh murdering his his cheating wife and then killing himself or <laughs> whether he's uh you know the shoveler sketch No, uh, that was the Boogie Nights reference, Um, and and this one is uh, also Fargo. Uh, But when I think about him, like the movie that I think about him uh, really stealing the show is The Cooler. Like Mm.
0: I've never seen it, but he looks he looks very good. He was so
2: good in The Cooler. I you know I really I I got a lot of respect for his game. It's 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 really solid. And and I, I you know I've never watched an episode of Shameless because. I'm sure he plays the most scummy scumbag. He does, and I,
0: I I've seen, I hate, I've seen I, a handful of episodes of Shameless. He, he is the scummiest scumbag, um, and yeah, it, it, it's, it's tough to watch for him. the The rest of the, the the cast is great because it's all about like this family rising above that stuff. But I mean, it, it, it's a good show. Uh, you you mentioned William H Macy. I think of Mystery Men. I think of the Shoveler. I'm the Shoveler. Ah, I shovel things. Yeah. Um. And actually, stream of consciousness here leads me to something that I saw this week. Uh, I I was scrolling through TikTok. You know, as you do if you're if as you're you cool. Do. You know. And um, I was watching there's there was this interview with uh, Dane Cook. Um, and I don't know if you remember Mystery Men a lot. It's a great movie it's hilarious yeah. it's it's very tongue-in-cheek i always thought it was hilarious but there's that scene where they're interviewing people for their super team and dane cook comes up as the waffler right waffler. he's got this yeah. waffle iron in his hand he's got griddle marks on his shirt and he's got like syrup in his belt and i i this was the funniest story dane cook was telling the story he's like okay you know they they called him and they were, they were like okay you're you're gonna have this cameo we have a name for you. It's called the, he's, he's the waffler. And he's like, oh, okay. And he like went overboard. He made that all himself. He took a shirt and he plugged in. the. <laughs> and he, just, like, he, he did all of it himself. He shows up to set and they go, what the what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, you told me I'm the waffler. I'm, I'm the waffler. Yeah. That means, that means you're, and they're that like, means you're wishy-washy you wishy-washy about, you make about a stuff. Decision. Like you're going back and forth. And he's like, oh, well, this is funny. <laughs> they were like, no, this is way better. <laughs> like, way better. <laughs>
1: If anybody asked, we wrote the the role that way. Yeah, right.
0: So I I thought that was a funny story. Oh, that's
2: really fucking
0: great. That's really good, and
2: a very Dane Cook thing to do. And also, um, doesn't he look like an angry middle
1: aged woman now? (laughs) Well, I mean, from everything from his brother robbing him to all that stuff, time has not been kind. uh, kind Uh, Look, I get
2: it, but I'm I'm watching him on TikTok, and I'm like, Dane Cook. I mean, I don't know, use a filter. Do something. Look, like look at Steven Tyler
0: too. You're like, uh, I don't Steven know. Steven Tyler's happened to 137 you. years
1: old.
0: <laughs> uh, Joshua, I'm going to give you a total of uh, three more points for that topic. That was Ooh. a wonderful topic, and and it made me dig into the recesses of my IMDb brain, which I do always. Life, love. I
2: feel vindicated.
0: <laughs> uh, all righty, so uh, gentlemen, uh, I I have I have a, a, a topic, and it started with me. Uh, I went to the movies this week, probably the last movie I'm going to get to see in a very long time. Uh, my wife and I are huge Jurassic Park fans. And so we went to see the newest uh, Jurassic Park Dominion in the theater um, a week before the baby's supposed to be born. So, probably going to be the last thing we see in the theater for a while, right? And not here to talk about that. If you guys want to talk about it, I don't know if either of you have seen it. We can do that separately. But I was flipping through articles yesterday thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, and I learned that back before Jurassic World was a thing, there was an approved script proved by Steven Spielberg for a Jurassic Park 4 that would have come out after the Jurassic Park 3. Have you guys heard of this script? Because it is the craziest thing I have seen. Let me, let me break this down for you. So this, this script was written by John Sales, who's done movies such as Lone Star and Sunshine State. And essentially, the movie was going... The only character who was going to come back was John Hammond, uh, who was played by Richard Attenborough. And it was going to follow a new character who he sends to Isla Nubar to get the uh, shaving cream canister with all the dinosaur DNA that Nedry drops at the end of Jurassic Park. Uh, From there, he was going to become, get kidnapped and brought to some castle in the Alps, where we were going to find out that there are these people who are experimenting with human dog-splicing DNA, as well as human-dinosaur hybrids. There was going to be this Raptor Man uh, soldier with a gun fused to their arm, that walked on two legs and was green, scaly skin. And it was going to be this guy trying to escape this castle in the Alps where all these Island of Dr. Moreau machinations are going on. And this was going to be a thing. I don't remember nope. why it got scrapped. It, it Because it, really, that was the it, idea. Probably because that's <laughs> right. the idea. But it got me yes. thinking. Thank God this was scrapped, Right. But there are so many movies that we hear about, things that were getting announced, things that are sold, that start production or may not even get so far. Um, And now they're just kind of urban legends in the the movie community. And I wanted to ask you guys, do you have a favorite not made concept or movie that was almost was – but fell apart at the last minute.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm going to explode if I don't go. So <laughs> sorry, Josh. I'm, I'm jumping you. That is that is Superman Lives. That is that is that yeah. is the pinnacle of that for me. Which is uh, if you probably if you don't also know the most notorious. I'm tempted to take away points for just making <laughs> so the easy obvious. Out. Uh, yes, uh, it is the Tim Burton directed Superman movie starring none other than Nicolas Cage. Uh, which had a weird whole cycle to it. There's a wonderful documentary called "The Death of Superman Lives," where Kevin Smith will tell you the story way better than I ever could. Uh, but that is the movie that uh, is still it still haunts Hollywood and still haunts Spider uh, Superman because they had uh, I think um, they've had multiple character tests where actors who we now know and love have worn this rejected Superman outfit. It's just like a screen test to see, <laughs> is this person worthy of Superman? So, like, the, right. the costume is still being used to this day to see, can this person be Superman? Uh, I would have given anything to see this. Uh, Nicolas Cage even named his son Kal-El uh, d- just based off his love of Superman. Yeah, he is a uh,
0: huge Superman fan. and
1: he I want to see this one so bad. That is the one that lives in my head of one day an alternate reality Doctor Strange multiverse life that movie is out and being made, and has sequels, and I want to see them.
0: I, I, I would argue that I don't think that movie would have sequels. But I, I, I respect where you're coming from, even though it's obvious. I too saw the documentary, and um, very interesting things were being were being done there. Spiders. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we saw how that worked out. So, I mean, if you if you actually listen to the story that Kevin Smith tells. Uh, and, and Kevin Smith, being a huge comic book fan, had a very comic booky storyline, very much following Death and Return of Superman, even included a scene with Batman in it and things like that. And the producer at the time, whose name escapes me, really had some sort of obsession with giant spiders. John Peters. John Peters uh, was trying to force this idea of Superman fighting giant spiders in this film. Kevin Smith was not about that. He he really did not understand where he's coming from. He dropped off the project. The After the movie got scrubbed, the idea was that guy actually got his wish and put a giant spider in Wild Wild West. Yes. We know how well that movie did. Um, but yes, I, I agree. I think that's the most notorious. Um, do I want to see it? No. I honestly think that movie lives on better not being made, as as the myth. I don't see Nicolas Cage as Superman. I know he has a huge affection for the character, and he's a brilliant actor. He really is. I just don't see him as Superman.
1: It it would have only worked in the 90s, right? It, that, that would have been the only time that that movie could come out, right? 90s Nicolas Cage, 90s Tim Burton, 90s Hollywood. It, it would have been great, but I guess we'll never know.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Josh, uh, do you have one? You look like you're Googling stuff.
2: I am man. And I, you know, I,
0: I mean, t- I can go if you need a couple minutes.
2: No, I honestly, um, there's, there's, I can't think of anything. There's nothing that comes to mind. There's, you know, I can't, I can't think of any like great, you know, Tarantino, you know, just here's the thing. If I'd say any Kevin, Kevin Smith project, that got mothballed like i would have wanted to
0: watch that yeah so which there have been many
2: <laughs> yeah
0: <clears throat> but like
2: nothing nothing that i can say ever made it you know out of like you know early concept or right or production i, I remember so, a few
0: years back kevin smith talking about mall mall rats too um and yeah you know
2: whether that was actually a thing he has well, the script
0: written in fact i yeah, think they're no, trying to bring it back and and
1: like i i guess for me it'd be like a, a kill bill volume three mm-hmm. you know what How, i mean like that i have i think i may have something for you josh i i don't know if you if you heard about it but there was supposed to be a sons of anarchy prequel uh that was supposed to be done and there were plans like that No, no okay not your cup of tea i just know you love sons of anarchy well,
2: No, the, the, the thing is that you know sons of anarchy uh for me is, is about Charlie Hunnam. It's not, it's not like, I don't give a shit what happened with, with John Teller. I care about Jack's Teller. Okay. So, you know, that story, you know, began and and ran and ended and that was, that was it. That That was fine. fine, Okay. Um, so I don't, there's not like a, you know, I, I want, I want more, um, I want more Tony Soprano. I want more Deadwood. Um, you know, I, all that stuff is, you know, is a, these are all these are all pipe dreams. I want, I want, you know, five more seasons of The Wire, like, but but The Wire, you know what I mean? Um, I, I you know, I want, I want John Bernthal as the Punisher for all time. I, I, I just, <laughs> you know, these are all of these things, right? Can I get them? I don't know, right? And and I can't say that any of these projects were ever actually projects. Um, so just, you know, I have to be unfortunately pretty. Kind of, kind of vague about it because I don't, I don't have like a oh, this didn't get made. Like it's just you know, I have things that I wish for, but like uh, here's why I'm not a
0: studio exec, right? Josh, I admire your honesty, and I admire the <laughs> fact that you changed my question to television. So plus two points for you. <laughs> CJ,
1: I'll give you five for your discussion on su- Death of Superman Returns. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate the five. I also would like to point out that. As we talked about last week, Josh, where we don't know the scale of points. Again, <laughs> this game is going to be crazy. It's going to be sporadic, right? One point right now there's actually a big deal in this game uh, for this episode. So I am curious to see how they'll. I will play not out. let
0: you know where you currently stand. I'm just going to tell uh, you. I'm <laughs> keeping track. Good. You. Will I, I don't know need to know, you know now. Stand. I want to
1: know at the end, right? And then in the editing, me will be like, "Oh, make sure to keep the points in." Let right. me just say this: your reaction to what I'm going to talk about
0: for my favorite not made film um, that I would still have really been interested to see um, may or make or break this competition for you. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> so I don't know if, I don't know if any of you have heard of this, but back in 2007, we were going to get a justice league movie. It was called justice. Yeah, league. George Mortal.
2: Miller. Right. Yep.
0: Justice League Mortal is supposed to be directed by George Miller, who we all know from Mad Max and Mad Max Fury yep. Road. Man knows how to direct an action film. It was going to have Army Hammer as Bruce Wayne Batman, uh, Megan Gale as Wonder Woman, DJ Cotrona as Superman, Adam Brody as The Flash. Um, Jay, oh, I don't hate I, that. I loved that actually. Uh, Jay Burrishell as Maxwell Lord, it was gonna have Common <laughs> as Jon Stewart, it was gonna have Anton Yelchin as Wally West. This film was stacked, and back in 2007, we didn't know Army Hammer was a cannibal allegedly. Um, right, so this was a good pick, and you had a strong director. Um, and the reason I'm so interested in this film is, be- is because this. If there was one different decision made, this movie would have changed the entire course of what DC is doing right now and what Warner Brothers is doing with their DC properties right now.
2: 2007, they would have
0: been they ahead. Would have been ahead. They would have been ahead of Marvel. They would, have, yeah. they would have had a jump start on this whole superhero regime, right? Iron yes. Man came out in 2008, but uh, what had happened was filming was supposed to start in Australia. Uh, But Warner Brothers announced that the film was on an indefinite hold. They delayed it multiple times. Sound like anything, you know? They delayed it multiple times and then eventually said, you know what? We're not going to do this. Instead, we're going to – and by this time, it's 2009. um, Right. They said instead we're going to do single character stories like Marvel's doing. We all know how that worked out. Because they didn't do single character stories. They did a <sighs> Superman movie and then they jumped right back into a shittier Justice League. But this is
2: it's gonna it has got to make you think that you know, had had the had the right decision been Right, right, had this been released, right, would Marvel then have rushed to do the ensemble movie before setting it up properly. Right.
0: And this is why it's so interesting to me. And and the other reason that I would have loved to see this movie. I listened to a podcast years ago with Adam Brody. Um, he talked about this film. He got as far as they had suits, just like Nick Cage, right? Oh, they man. they, they shot him in the suits. He, he was doing fittings. He had a script. And he talked about the scene in the script, which you want to talk about. Forget about who plays him. You want to talk about that bullshit Flash enters the Speed Force scene in Justice League in Zack Snyder's Justice League he talked about the scene where Flash Barry Allen was supposed to enter the speed force in this film and plays very differently and it's so emotional because he he was talking about how it was going to be much much like what you saw in, in Justice League like you know odds are stacked in their favor like Flash was going to be the solution he needed to do this and he knew he wasn't going to make it out Like he like the the script pretty much was going to kill Barry Allen in this film and pass the flash off to Anton Yelchin. And so before he does it, he goes in the Speed Force time. He runs home and says goodbye to Iris in a couple split seconds. She barely knows he's there and then goes and dies to save the world. And I'm like, that's a climax. I want to see that um it sounded really interesting and I don't know why even if we wanted to like I don't know why we didn't take pieces of this script for the the 2017 Justice League but it sounded great and yeah to, to Josh's point right like this could have changed the history of of these superhero films, the way we know them, of Marvel versus oh, DC, the way 100%. Of,
2: of movies in general, right. I was
1: going to say, you would have impacted the career of Zack Snyder, right? So you want to get a uh, sucker punch or not getting any of this Justice League stuff. I don't even know if you, do you get 300. was was Snyder. Three hundred back then. You're you're going you're, down. You're down the the wrong going path. down the wrong rabbit. No, no, no. Bull. I'm I'm saying there's there's a there, there's a a you're talking about a cascading yeah, I, waterfall right, but, of things that would happen. Yeah, it's, all right,
2: fine. But you're just that's not that's that like, that's is not a the, ripple. That's I'm just not saying. the big career. No, it's not. But I'm saying that
0: is a ripple.
2: Uh,
0: yes, a very small. <laughs>
2: very yes. small. Josh,
1: one point for pointing out CJ's wrong about his ripple. <laughs> look You're not i saying I think, this is the um, massive tidal wave that takes out the, the entertainment industry as we know no
2: it. uh, look it's a that that's a that's a really good one it's a shame for sure um and i like i know um that i read about that um i obviously not the ins and outs of it but i i you know i read that there was a george miller justice league um i did not know it was adam brody um which you know makes me think if you guys haven't watched his little, uh, I don't know if it's Netflix or whatever, but show is called Startup. To check that out, it's pretty good. Um, but I don't, man. It just makes me sad. Like like <laughs> like an actual, um, because George Miller uh, knows how to do sad. He, do. he knows um, how to do action too without without compromising. Like without compromising the thrill yeah. of of the action. Happy flick. Feet gets me every time. Um, I'm really thinking about Fury Road here. I, I um but in, uh, I, look, you know, I don't want to be sad about it. <laughs> and that's what that's what's gonna happen because it, it does. It it's uh it it potentially could have changed uh everything. Which is you know, Warner Brothers how many times though can a company kick That's themselves? what I'm
1: saying. They, they they' this is Warner <laughs> Brothers continuing the trend that we talked about last week of just Probably looking at his spreadsheet and not looking at art.
2: Not continuing. It's is this the fr- is this what started the whole it trend? It can't be right. They had to have made some giant mistake before that.
1: This
0: now. Well, I mean, well, listen. Warner Brothers has been you, making mistakes for you, years. You, you may you you can probably make the argument that Batman and Robin was was a terrible mistake as well, and Superman three and four probably not the best ideas either. Um. I didn't hate... I mean, every studio has bad decisions, right? Sure. And I don't even... I don't view those... I view those films as, all right, you screwed up here. But then you made good. You made Batman Begins. You made Superman Returns, right? Um, You did good stuff afterwards. Whereas what we're currently seeing now, which I would argue started with this decision not to move forward with this movie, is... Bad decision after bad decision after bad decision and an entire collapse of what could have potentially been a multi-billion dollar franchise, which is still a multi-billion dollar franchise, but just not as good as it could have been. Um, It's a shame and I'm very interested. Like I would love a documentary like we got for Superman Lives for this film. I would love to know what
1: happened. Um, But yeah, uh, so... With that being said, how far said, did this get? I know you said costumes and stuff, but I mean, like, they did, did they shoot a frame? So like, they did, did not did shoot a ever... frame, but they had everybody in Australia ready to shoot. Oh man,
0: like we were this I close. the interview I I uh, listened to with Adam Brody, he was literally he talked about being in Australia multiple times because they kept on delaying it. Um, they were there, like they just had to turn the cameras on, you know um it, it's it's a it's a low down dirty shame and josh you get three more points for a green <laughs> <laughs> and not bringing up Zack snyder exactly, okay. josh I get, cj i, get, I, get, I give I get, you one point for bringing up
1: Zack snyder there's no need for the one
0: um but you get no points for not remembering
1: when 300 came out um so can someone just tell me when did 300 come out <laughs> by the way when, when, when <laughs> 300 came out in 2006 okay so he was already in the mix all right all right
0: anyway um so that being said it is time gentlemen oh yes 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 those are our topics does anybody have anything they want to add or say to possibly gain more points out of me the harshest of (laughs)
1: judge um no feeling pretty strong about that cj aren't you Oh no! I just know I would uh, hurt myself rather than help myself, so I see, I see. I'll be quiet.
0: Oh <laughs> well, well, plus one point for recognizing that. Anyway, <laughs> so I will do the addition. Let me uh, let me tally these points here. CJ, you can edit in an abacus calculator adding machine. Uh,
1: I'm gonna have the finest sound for that now, just so you're aware. <laughs> I'm gonna go on YouTube, like royalty-free abacus sounds.
0: So if you uh, if you care to have a drum roll, you may enter it here.
1: Goddamn use! <laughs> if I was judging minus five for making me look up sounds, um, minus two more. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> you, you. I'm the judge. I hold the power of the points this week. And this week it was it was such a tight race. Um, and you know we I, I feel like we both brought a lot to the table. You both had some nice points and some. Fun zingers and uh, some, you know, currying favor, which we always appreciate. Bribery, <laughs> um, but you know, in the end, there can only be one winner. Uh, CJ, you ended with sixteen points, uh, which is very admirable. Uh, but Josh wins with eighteen. So congratulations, Josh! And Yay. birthday present to you. You get to host next week. All right, hosting. Huzzah. 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 All righty. So with that in the books, uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation that we had today, uh, young and old listeners. Uh, And, you know, thank you for listening to us. Most likely while you're cleaning the house, doing yard work, whatever it is you do, we appreciate you. And uh, we will see you back here again next week. Well
1: welcome to the club cause you were back on of nerd